In our culture, we learn through stories. But what if the stories we hear don't match the reality of life? What if the stories we hear every day that tell us how to write the narrative of our lives actually lead us to a false narrative? My name is Tim Kroll, and on this podcast, you will hear real stories, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Real people sharing the hard times, the bends in the roads along life's journey. If you're ready to join a community of other real people who are writing the narrative of their lives, then go to narrative.live and join the community. Now let's dive into today's show. All right, welcome back. Another story, another journey. Uh, this time, Steve Goal, our founder, is with me. And I, man, Steve and I have been good friends for over five years. Uh, we've really developed a tight relationship. Obviously, since we're both going and jumping into this and establishing this, we know each other really well. We know the good, the bad, and even the ugly. And one of the things that we want to truly be careful of is we want to make sure that we're not just sharing other people's stories, but we're sharing our stories. And so I'm really proud of being able to do this with, with Steve. I'm really thankful that he's been on this journey with me. So Steve, I am going to kind of turn it over with you to you. If there's a bio like you want to share, by all means, share it. I'm not big on bios, but that's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, there's not a real bio to share. So I, I think one, <laughs> one of the things I'm going to talk about today a little bit is career journey and identity and work and things like that. So you'll get to have a flavor of what I did in that. Uh, work capacity, but um, just high level overview. I've got four kids. I've got a beautiful wife, been married 22 years. Those are important things to me. Uh, top priority, family, faith, freedom. Those things, those are the three things I care about a lot. But as far as work, uh, my, my current role is uh, I, I get to travel a lot. I work for a, a global software company. Um, but yeah, in, in that capacity, and then also, you know, a, a creator. And that's something new to me where I'm, I'm doing both, you know, and, and excited to create this narrative community and explain how all these things can kind of work together. So, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So let's not waste any time and let's go ahead and jump right into the beginning of your story. Like, tell me the beginning of your journey as Steve Goal, you know, stepping into the adult life, what were your beliefs? What were your foundational ideas and thoughts and how life was going to work? Uh, yeah, I, th I mean, I think, uh, for me, I, I just grew up, uh, my dad was, a, a excavator. So we owned a you know, family owned excavating business. I was taught that hard work always pays off. You work hard. Uh, you're honest, you take care of people. Uh, hard work always pays off. Like that, that was the thing I, I was taught and, and lived out. So I worked a lot when I was a teenager, I, I got to learn a lot of things, work with my hands, drive dump trucks, bulldozers, all that fun stuff. <laughs> um, so that was that was a narrative that was a good one in a lot of ways, right? That That is true that, you know, all the, this hard work pays off, but also a, another thing that that I always heard or, or I absorbed anyway out of it was, one, you can do anything you want, go get a good education, get a good job, um, you know, and you can work smarter and not harder. Like this is a path that you know, my dad was on and he loved it and that's great. But I was always told, Hey, you can, you can do whatever you want. Um, and you can do it smarter sometimes, not this physical work that we're doing now. So as I kind of moved into, um, going to college, figuring out what to do for a career one, I'm, I'm kind of focusing in the conversation today on 
you know, how, how I navigated through some of this, this career stuff and figuring out purpose, but I didn't know. So what do you do when, okay, you have the belief of I can do anything I want, or I, you can do anything you put your mind to and, and go achieve and go do it. What, what, what the heck do you do if you don't know what you want to do? <laughs> yeah. So, so was that that time? I mean, when you're looking at that, was it just overwhelming? Was it in a situation where you felt there were too many options or did you have sort of a passion of the direction you wanted to go? Oh man, I had no clue. I had no clue where I wanted to go. So, I mean, it was literally just one step at a time and, and you, you make the best decision you can with the information you have. Okay. Go get a college education. And if that's an opportunity, that's, that's a blessing. Not everyone has that ability to go do it. Um, so I did, you know, and that was a great experience, but I, even through the whole thing, I didn't really know what I was going to do. I, I chose, uh, I got a degree in business administration just because I literally looked at it and I'm like, there's a lot of businesses in the world. I'm <laughs> sure I can find a place that is a business. I mean, there, I had no context for what am I going to do with this degree when, when I get out of school or anything. So yeah, it was just challenging, but like I said, do what you can with the information you have. And, and that was really kind of my path to like, okay, get a better education so you can work smarter and not harder. But then you get out of college and I still don't know what I want to do. <laughs> you know, what am I pursuing? So that that's always been a, a big challenge. And it took a lot more time than, than I ever thought it would to figure out what am I really good at? What do I enjoy doing that I also can make a living at? And, and, and I think uh, for me, and I think it's pretty common for most people is you, you tie your identity to what you're doing uh, for a living. Well, let's explore that a little bit. Cause I think that's a, you just kind of pop that on us, but uh, let's explore that a little bit. So why, why do you believe, or why did you come to that conclusion that you were, you were basically, and maybe this is where it's at is you're telling me like, you didn't really know what you were doing and where you're going to go as far as in college, but yet you were trying to establish your identity. And so you're trying to figure out who is it that I want to become. And so therefore, whether it was society, your parents, I don't, I, whatever it was, was basically telling you this narrative of, okay, this is how you discover your identity. So let's explore that just a, just a minute, just to kind of say, like, this is why you were thinking that way, or wh where were you at? Yeah, I think it's a combination of things. Obviously, um, having the background that my family did for so long, my dad had the same job all the time. He, yeah. he his job was tied to his identity a lot because that was his whole career. One, one, one job, or at least everything that I knew of it. Um, so th that kind of set the framework for me that I identity kind of is what you, what you're doing for a living um, just because of how people responded to him. Everyone loved him. He did a great job, all of those things. And, and there was a, a lot of positive around that, that I'm like, okay, well, if I figure out what I'm good at and what I can be successful at, people are going to respond the same way. You know, I think I, I kind of built that into uh, the narrative I, I told myself. And we, we just get that in the world. I mean, every time you meet a, somebody new, what do you do? What do you do for a living? They don't ask anything else. You know, it's like, that's the common question of, you know, what. Isn't what it interesting do? how, when you're talking about that, and this is what I find most interesting is that nobody sat there and told you your identity is going to be what you do. Right. So, I mean, there was never somebody 
physically sitting you down, verbalizing to you that, man, your identity is going to be all wrapped up in exactly what you do. But you concluded that stepping into your adult life. And that was a belief that you carried forward. So, I, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into that, but is that still something that you do carry with you or is it have it changed? And what, what made that change? I mean, what, what in your life changed your perspective from what that growing up, what, what all of a sudden just said like, dude, this isn't, this isn't how it is. Like where, where was that transition? I think it's taken a while to unlearn that or to, to, relearn it over and over again. And I probably still struggle. I'm I'm sure I still struggle with it. That identity is what you do. But I think I've elevated that now or kind of changed it. It's it's not only what you do for work, but it's also what you do for your family, for your community. This narrative project that we're we're putting together to have impact on others. Like that has that has uh kind of reframed where I where I see but but I do I, if I'm being honest I do feel tied to identity to what I'm doing I, I've just tried to do more valuable things or in my opinion uh as as we may have talked about earlier like it's important for me to know what matters now and spend time in that arena on what really what, what made you change that though like was there any kind of uh dramatic event was there any kind of trauma was there something that woke you up? I mean, it could have been something that happened over a couple of years, or it could have been a very like traumatic thing that happened. All of a sudden you just got smacked in the face and Hey, you've got cancer kind of a thing. Sometimes that happens. Um, like you mentioned earlier in our introduction part of it, you know, you had a friend that their house burned down. Sometimes that's yeah. a wake up call. So was there something like that, that just kind of changed your entire outlook slash perspective? I, I would say yes. And it wasn't very it, it wasn't like a big overnight thing, but it was, I definitely took some positions and some jobs and worked my way up. I was never really afraid to take risk or identify, Hey, this isn't the right thing for me, but it took a long time to get into even a, a consistent you know job. I got into the telecom business uh, 15 years ago now, probably. And, and part of that was working, you know, for Verizon, a large corporate, you know, I was there almost 10 years and, it was somewhere in the middle of that where I was working my way up. I kind of bought into a different narrative, same narrative, work hard, you'll get promoted, you'll do better and drink the Kool-Aid and whatever, you know, kind of work your way up the corporate ladder. And I was up for a promotion. There's job openings that I was super qualified for. And I'd been there for a few years and I just, I wasn't getting them. I wasn't getting promoted. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, well, this isn't, this isn't fair. This isn't the rules <laughs> that you told me or that I perceived and, and was, you know, blatantly told in the corporate world is like, Hey, you, you do this and work your way up and we'll, we'll promote you and all these things. And um, that was definitely a moment for me where I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> I'm going to play. I'm not just going to not play by your rules. I'm going to play a different game uh, altogether. And, and that was a big turning point in my career path where then I was like, okay, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep doing a great job and going to keep working here, but I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to, you know, they had a program where you could get an education for for free. I was like, oh, I I could probably use a master's degree, so I'm going to go do that for a couple of years and have them pay for it. And and then that equipped me to, as soon as I got that degree, God's timing or whatever, there was another role that opened up, which much more freedom, much more responsibility outside business sales. And, and that 
was another stepping point to getting closer to what I wanted. Right. So well, I did let's that go thing. back though, to that wake up, that realization of, and we'll call it a false narrative of if you just work hard, you'll be promoted. Um, yeah. Cause I can't tell you how many people inside of the corporate world have experienced that. It's like, well, if you do X, Y, Z, that's going to lead you up these steps in the ladder. And we've heard it all about a million times. You do this and you'll be promoted. Do this and you'll get this management position. And then you'll have the CEO position and on and on and on. But there's only so many CEO positions, right? There's a lot more Indians than there are chiefs. I mean, it's just how it works. <laughs> so what what was that realization like for you? I mean, did that kind of shake you to your core or was it something like, oh, crap, I'm just going to readjust? It didn't shake me to my core, but it, it shook me from that mindset that I was on. It actually just broadened my horizon that I was I was still dedicated to my job. I was still doing a very good job, but it was like there's life beyond this. I'm I'm too narrowly focused. Mm. And there could be more opportunities that I'm not even allowing in to consider. So I just kind of widened that perspective and that framework and that narrative of this is where I'm at now. I don't know that it's where I'm going to be in five years and 10 years or, you know, instead of that whole thing, like I'm going to be at this company until I retire until, you know, I get laid off or something crazy that they do to me. It was more like, no, I'm in control of this. Um, I could go anywhere at any time, whenever I want. And it was more my decision on, I ended up quitting that job. And then since then, every job I've had, I've actually created my own roles. That was definitely a turning point where it's like, I'm not going to look for the next job and, and, you know, fill out an application and go interview. It was a clear path to like, I'm going to make my own path. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to get a great experience. I'm going to do a great job, but I'm going to be looking for opportunities you know yeah it almost um, sounds like it's a you weren't going to accept the status quo and yeah. so many people i feel like are trapped in that where they feel the need to just accept whatever it is that's being handed to them and they they haven't really broadened their perspective and they haven't seen like what you just said it's like there's so much more to this world so like maybe walk me through real quick just like what that was like internally to be able to go from hey i'm narrowly focused on this one thing to now suddenly there's a big wide world out there. Uh, it, it's much, much more than my block of where I grew up on kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. One thing, I guess, before I dive into that too, is in the moment I shifted also to like perception is reality and I need to draw attention to myself, which it was very foreign to me because I was you know, really very humble. I just thought if you do good work, you'll get attention and you'll get promoted or you get the reward or whatever. But somewhere in there, I realized you 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 have to draw attention to yourself because uh, nobody's going to know what you're doing. So, so one of the things I tell my kids now is like, as they're just starting to get jobs and everything, it it's not like an attention seeking thing that you have to um, pursue in a selfish way. Like you have to balance out like our, you have the right intentions here, but it's like, if you're doing a good job, you document it and you communicate what you're doing to your peers and others so that otherwise nobody knows. I mean, everybody's too busy. That's, that's one thing. Um, I think that's a really great point. I just, let's pause on that one point there because too many times, and that's part of what we've been taught throughout our lives is just keep your head down, keep your mouth shut and everything's going to be okay. But you're, you're basically saying, look, it's okay to document 
and to bring it to the attention of like, look, this is my this is my track record. This is what I've been able to accomplish, yeah. not necessarily in a bragging way, but just in a record keeping way. Um, I that's a really interesting concept. You have to. I mean, especially in I mean, it's it's even worse today than it was five years ago. I mean, people are not paying as much attention to you as as you think they are, even even if they wanted to, even if they're advocates for you. So I, I think it's huge to actually, you know, first of all, you got to do a good job. You got to do really good work and yeah. document it and communicate it. And then if you're not getting the results that you wanted within the organization or whatever, you, you still have options. You still have a choice of what you do with that. But yeah, that's that's definitely a big thing I'd recommend for anyone right now. Yeah. All right. So you, you like you said, you, you've brought in your perspective. You suddenly had this wake up kind of a situation that it's this world is much bigger than my four walls and it's bigger than my block. And frankly, it's bigger than the town that I grew up in. And now it's like uh, I've got to create and draw attention in a positive, healthy way so how has that impacted your moving forward to this day? Like what, what, I guess we know that you established your identity and your value based on what you do. You kind of morphed that a little bit, had a narrow perspective. You morphed that a little bit. So now where are you at and how do you live your life moving forward? Man, great question. So <laughs> I try not to get comfortable is uh, the short answer. So each step has always been another level of risk. And if it feels too comfortable, it, it probably is too comfortable. So um, that's the short answer is that each step I take, it's 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 always kind of been a broader scope, a, a larger role or influence. I mean, not even if you look at it in a career sense or whatever. But one of the, the things that's been really interesting this last year as we started to go down this narrative track, I, you know, before we even launched narrative. So I spent a lot of time on LinkedIn last year. I was like, I just got to do something different. I had a good, you know, good connections, good networks in my industry. Um, but I, I was like, somehow I got to merge these together. I've got a, I've got kind of a normal job and I've got this narrative passion that I want to figure out how to put this together. And, and that's actually always been a struggle a little bit. I've also always been told it's either you're either in a corporate job or you're an entrepreneur, one or the other. And I bounced in and out of those worlds. And now I'm I'm really excited to try to merge them together because that's that's really hard to push against because there's so much pressure of you have to walk the right way, talk the right way, do do the conform. right things. I think yeah, it's like you have to conform. Conform. So uh what I'm getting at is uh, I I kind of just ran an experiment last year. So I posted every day on on LinkedIn. I started with this narrative. I didn't even call it narrative. I just like the chapter was 2022. The day was whatever day of the year it was. So January 1st is day one, day two. And I posted every single day on LinkedIn. A lot of it was related to my normal job, but a lot of it was also my kid's basketball game or something that I, you know, uh, inspiring quotes that I was interested in or challenges, uh, you know, when they see, me traveling for work and all the great dinners I get to go to and and all the fun stuff. I'd also post at 11 o'clock at night, hey, I'm stuck in the airport because here's the reality of business travel. <laughs> you know, like um, I wanted to give more a more authentic story of, and that's just scratching the surface, but that was really important to me to to kind of 
show more than just the corporate world or you know uh persona i guess so that, that's a really interesting component um it's it's funny before social media and everything we i used to travel to say like I was gone basically half the time out of the year and people would always like, isn't that such a lavish lifestyle? Isn't that so awesome? You get to go see all these places. And I used to tell people like it, you don't understand. I get to see the airport. I get to see the inside of a taxi cab, my hotel room and the convention hall. That's what I get to see. I'm like, that's a hit. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, they do. I mean, I I didn't even think of it from that perspective, but that's really a a really cool way to look at is like, Hey, it's not all roses. It's not all fancy meals. It's not all, there's a lot of, a lot of grind that happens. I think that's, that's pretty impressive. So, so what else do you do? I mean, like that's a really cool aspect of it, but what else do you do to really kind of cement home the belief of we've got a wider perspective, we've got more life than just these four walls. Uh, I mean, that, that's been one thing that's been encouraging to, to tell that story to a broader audience and then hear the responses because I didn't know what I was going to get for one thing. Um, but I've, I've got people every, first of all, every time I see them face to face now, like they might interact with a post online, but then when I see them face to face, they're just like over the moon. They're like, man, thank you so, so much for sharing. I, I like the pictures of your family. They don't care what I do for work. I like the pictures <laughs> of your family. I like to see what you're doing. I like to see your kids. I like to have the context of that. And they said, I didn't know that that was possible. I didn't know somebody in your position at your level of whatever, you know, seniority in a company or visibility in a company could do that. And that's been inspiring to, to actually influence other people to say, you can actually tell a real story. And then on a, on a more local level, I've surrounded myself with, I try to surround myself and, and make time for, you know, people that are like-minded to to actually hear authentic stories, real stories from them, and invest enough time in the relationship to be able to earn the right to hear those stories. I mean, if, yeah, if you're getting into the actual things, the things you're not going to put on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, you have to invest time purposefully in those relationships to build the trust to hear somebody's authentic story. And if you don't have that, it's just going to come out. So I've got, an, I've got another, another story I can tell you back when I was, this was eight years ago and I didn't have that kind of community. I didn't have, you know, the right support system around me. And it was, it was pretty much all work for the most part, but I had crises going on in my marriage and my family and, you know, young kids and, and things like that. So I would just say it it will come out. So I, I just remember vividly in in my basement at an office in my basement, and uh, a coworker of mine called me up because we we would just bounce ideas off each other. Like once a month, we would you know, hey, what best practices? How's your month going for sales and this and that? And his name was Tom, and he called me up, and I answered the phone. Like I was in the middle of just my world falling apart, you know, in a, on a personal level. And he says, how are you doing? And I'm like, not good. <laughs> and I just spilled everything on him, like all the personal crap that, that I was going through at the time. And uh, he was, I mean, he was gracious and phenomenal person to to talk to. And, and at that time was, was what I needed because I, I, I didn't have anybody that I could 
that I felt like I could trust this story too. That's that's what I'm getting at is I hadn't built an infrastructure or, or like a, a group of people that I could trust this story too. So I kind of dumped it on a coworker. And it was not ideal, but I dumped it on a coworker that's three hours away that I knew wasn't going to necessarily influence my personal um, life either, but would actually listen. And those people are just invaluable to have. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful that he was a good friend to listen through that. But what's the better option is actually build that in to your um, to your community earlier and have the people around you that you can meet up with every couple of weeks. And, and then when something happens that is dramatic and you you need to have somebody to vent to, they're available. So There is so much wisdom in that last two or three minutes of what you were just talking about. Uh, and, and I'm trying to sit here and think of how can we actually just reemphasize some of those points because it's so deep. What you said in about two minutes is probably more impactful than the rest of the entire story because of how much it means to be able to share out and how healthy and healing it is to be able to say, look, I am going through trauma challenges. I don't care whatever you call it. I'm going through this and I need to tell somebody because when we keep that bottled up, I mean, like, I think what you're, what you're sharing is that whole aspect and that, that whole component sounds like it was just multiple years of, well, I believe this and I've got a value and I got to just work hard. And if I do better, then everything's going to be okay. And then all of a sudden you're just like, dude, this, this life sucks. It's not what I expected. And then you just dump yeah. it. And um, there's something really, truly powerful about that network and about creating those relationships. And um, I, I wish there was another way to express it, but until you <laughs> feel it, there's no way to really express that. Cause I, I like, man, I, I can feel it just coming through your voice. And it's probably the hardest thing to do. Like I've had opportunities to share with people before about that concept. And I'll ask, hey, hey, do you have do you have a close knit group of people that you you do life with that you could share your real story with? And almost every single one of them say, no, I would love to have that. I don't have it. <laughs> like, but it is it is so needed. And I've been on both sides of it. You know, I needed it more than ever back then and I didn't have it and I walked through it completely alone and I, I told myself all kinds of stories that weren't true and I you know eventually persevered and and got better I, you know out of that hard situation and and you know things are really good now but man it it was it sucked I thought I had no one to talk to and no one I trusted anyway um that that I could actually tell what was really going on and on the outside, that was my best sales year ever. Like I was completely unfocused and not dedicated, not necessarily dedicated to the work as much as I should have been. I had the best sales year ever. So it, it didn't matter. I was making more money than I ever had, but I was miserable <laughs> and I, I couldn't tell anybody. Yeah, that's crazy. I am so grateful that we've actually started this journey together. You know, I know narrative is our, is a, it's kind of like our passion, our little baby that we're working on, but man, I just understanding and knowing your story. And I'm thankful that we were able to share this together. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how, or what, what would be the best way? It sounds like LinkedIn, but I don't want to make that assumption. Yeah. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn a lot, so that's actually a great way to connect with me. It's in slash Stephen goal. I think just, just search my name there, Stephen goal. All right. So do Gohl. you spell it with a V or a PH? 
A V, a V, yep. And then, or uh, Steve at narrative.live. You're welcome to shoot me an email there. I'm doing my best to to merge all of those together. So I don't care if it's on LinkedIn, if it's on email regarding more of your personal story on narrative or questions like that. I'm just, I'm a work in progress as well on how all those things merge together, but there's definitely uh, an identity thing that I'm more drawn to a creator, an entrepreneur, and a kind of normal day job you might see on uh, LinkedIn content. So you're welcome to contact. You're a hybrid, you baby. One. You're a hybrid. Yeah. You're totally different. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. Well, thanks again, folks. Uh, this has been, again, with Steve. Uh, we are the founders for Narrative.Live. We are going to be sharing stories on a weekly basis. So would love to have you subscribe, jump in, listen to the next story. If this has impacted your life, again, reach out to us. We want to hear your part of the story. We want to hear how you're being impacted and the changes that are being made in your own life. So we look forward to those. Love hearing about it. And until next time, keep living your story. Keep walking your journey. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the author of your story? Take the next step now at www.narrative.live and enter your details to connect with a community of others just like you that are tired of living under the false narrative. Finding your true story and writing your narrative, it will give you clarity, freedom of your day, and it just might change your life forever.